on this episode of Why Watch That. A little gaggle of shows. Gaggle? <laughs> you and your words, critic. Now, listen. Dipping into your savings to add Disney my Plus. Savings? Well, I mean, oh maybe you can check it. My savings account? I'm trying <laughs> to get six months of expenses. Are you talking about <laughs> dipping into that? <laughs> For what happened to her? I mean, yeah. It's, this is it's one of the most agreeable people ever written. I'm looking at her like, are you, where are you in real life? Anyway. Unless they're a crazy show like Gamora. Gamora, you can't trust the thing. You can be top billed. <laughs> they will shoot you on a boat. <laughs> New York, white woman. <laughs> you know, I mean, what are you gonna do? It is. He's really into that genre. I didn't know that was a genre. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, Watch That. that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh-oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm-hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Well, listeners, it is time for us to talk TV. Oh, oh, oh. Now. The thing about TV is, I always like to say it, there was a season, there was a time, you know, in the summer, you always, critic, talk about the summer TV, you know, this kind of like mindless wash that, you know, you want it fun, you want it light, you don't want anything heavy. Those days are gone. (laughs) TV is going to continue its process and we have got some series premieres that we're going to talk about one big one specifically. We've got a season premiere of a couple, and then we are saying goodbye for the season for a couple of shows that we've reviewed, and then we're saying goodbye forever oh. to a couple of a handful of uh, shows that we've loved. Yeah, a little gaggle of shows. Gaggle. <laughs> You and your words, critic. Now, listen, here's the deal. Am I watching all this stuff? Uh, No. Are you watching all this stuff? Not necessarily. Because we're going to tell you if we're going to finish this thing or not. Some of these shows that we reviewed in the past, we've given up on, unfortunately. You can keep listening, listeners, to see if the critic picks it back up again. But chances are, we don't know. Let's start with these new series premieres to see if we're going to continue on in the process or do we abandon ship? 
Mm. So first, let's talk Peacock, <laughs> our favorite. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm messing with you, Peacock. I'll get used to saying that. Yeah. We are Lady Part. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, what is happening there? Not sure how I feel about that title. <laughs> Which ones is the question? <laughs> uh, listen, either or both or all or those or not. I don't know if I want to be talking about it, but Peacock <laughs> wants to talk about it. They want to talk about it. This is about six episodes. Remember, Peacock isn't, we haven't found the groove yet of Peacock's taste yeah. quite yet. I, I don't know it. You mm-hmm. may critic have some momentum going on but so far for most of our listeners they go what peacock yeah and the question is when are we finally going to break through and say hey this is the brand of peacock and these are the shows that you should definitely fork out five six seven ten dollars whatever it is a month or do we just take it step by step like we've been doing? Yeah. We are lady parts. What's going on here? Yeah, great question. And, you know, the thing about Peacock, now that you say that, ref, what comes to me, remember, everybody, this is NBC. And that's it's really an online extension of that taste if they shopped a lot in Great Britain. That's Peacock right now for certain reasons. Now, as they grow and as time progresses, they'll start to get more of an identity. We Are Lady Parts is again, fitting that mold coming to us from across the pond. And what it's about, it is about a punk band, but it's a punk band with a twist. All female, all Muslim. Interesting. Interesting in the UK. And this band, you know, they have different personalities. They clash, all of that. But they need a new lead guitar player. So at the beginning, though, we see that, you know, there's an, a young Indian woman, Amina. And she's there meeting a young man. The two families are there. You know what's happening. Yes. They're going to be matched. And you can see what happens there. It is comedic. But, you know, the certain things come up about her, what she can do, what she her interests are, and she tries to hide them. You know, oh, she's a great, you know, musician. Oh, no, 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 I don't perform. Because the family goes, what? She plays music. You know, that <laughs> kind of thing. So we're introduced to her. She's really the lead. And she has a problem performing. I won't tell you what that problem is. However, this punk band, they are looking for a new member. They decide this is what they need. Now, who's going to become that new member? Oh, Um, well. But what does that look like is the question. And how are all of these personalities going to mesh? So what I would say is this, because I saw the first episode, because that was free. Yeah. So it's like this, my friends. It's like if Michaela Cole were inspired by Rami to create a show about a punk band. Okay. Okay. So that's that's what I thought. It is... The first episode, again, is thoroughly well executed. Um, it's funny enough and rough enough and it still liked. That's, that balance was good. Yeah. So just based on the first episode, what I would say is if you pay for Peacock, definitely check it out. If you don't pay for Peacock, do what I did. Watch the first episode to determine whether you should pay. Also, keep in mind, if you like it, check around the Peacock platform. See if there's something else that you like. And if so, I would say, hey, go ahead. For me, 
it wasn't quite all the way there for me to pay, but I thought about it. Oh, okay. Well, that is certainly interesting. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's better than not (laughs) thinking about it. It's one of their best originals, definitely. Just based off of the first episode. (laughs) What do we have so far that we as Why Watch That are saying, hey, because again, if we can bank Mm-hmm. enough shows i'm not sure if they have a free well certainly you you can pay for a month's worth right and really dig around and get you know get what do you have some favorites from peacock uh capture capture and this that's it okay well yes <laughs> that <laughs> happened now, now what was that that recent one the tina fey show the latest one girls five ever yeah that's on there too it's not bad I'd probably make that number three on the list. Well, certainly has a lot of media buzz about Mm -hmm. it, but maybe right now is not enough on Peacock. But like you said, they're going to be really piling it up and filling it in with um, a lot more content, especially now that, uh, you know, we've got the vaccination out there. They're going to be revving up. Well, they already are revving up production all over the world. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what Peacock has to offer. Maybe you know, later on this year. Yeah. Let's move on to stars. Blind spotting. Now you're thinking, oh, that movie? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Blind spotting, which is a TV show on stars, is a spin-off of the 2018 film that ironically our I think was it our last Hmm. Yeah, I think our last Sundance experience, it was there. We didn't see it, but yeah. um, it was our last Sundance. I saw it. I saw it at some Oh, time. you saw it there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I didn't see it. Um, blind spotting. Now, listen. Yeah, you sure did. I remember that. That then starred uh, a Hamilton favorite, two of them, mm-hmm. David Diggs mm. and Jasmine Cephas Jones. Now, David is not in this one. But Jasmine Cephas Jones is. And she's reprising her role. And it really is revolving around her. Now the question then becomes. Is that enough? If we love blind spotting. Will we love this on stars? Mm. And then. The other question is. Well hey I didn't see blind spotting. But I love her. She's pretty amazing. The concept seems interesting. Is it enough for us to check it out on stars? Especially we don't have a star subscription. Ooh. Well, I've seen the first episode. That's all that's available at the moment. And it's in the show. It's New Year's 2018. There you go. But the new year comes in with a bang in a way that's not too good for Ashley, played by Jasmine. Because her boyfriend, uh, the father of her child, is being taken away from their home by the cops. Yes. Uh-oh. Um, so this causes a problem because can she pay the rent there and all of that kind of stuff? There's this whole exchange where she wants to give him a coat and, you know, should I get you a toothbrush? He's like, I'm not going or to camp. <laughs> to camp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's got to move, right? With their son. Now we also see that there's a house and I'm going to say this as delicately as I can. There's right. a house, and it's Helen Hunt's house, by the way. Okay. So Helen Hunt is in this playing Rainy. Um, her daughter 
is starting a new business with a bunch of females who are in various states of undress. Okay. They okay. want to reclaim it. Okay. They want to make it their own. So why are we seeing this house with all of these women? How do these two storylines connect? Hmm? That's the question. Hmm. Now, this is like a half hour show. Thank you for that. They're doing that more and often. And they should. And if we're comparing it to the movie, it does have some of the elements of musicals every now and then, the spoken word, hip hop. They even do a dance sequence. I'm like, come on, y'all. How are we? Oh, how we get well, why hire Jasmine if you can't do those things? Yeah. Um, and Anthony Ramos is in it. He's in everything this summer. Now, let me tell you something. If the listeners don't know, those two have been long time couple. Mm-hmm. So I, I would imagine we'll see a little more of him. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was playing one of the movers. Um, oh, that's he, funny. He had his <laughs> Brooklyn Nets hat on. And they, you know, this is the Bay Area. They're like, nobody cares about Brooklyn. You know, <laughs> right. that whole get out of here. Get out of here. And I go, wait a minute. Now, anyway. <laughs> so, and what I would say is they are going after something. But again, based on the first 30 minutes, I'm not quite clear what they want to be at the core. Because the shifts from drama to comedy to musical, they aren't always smooth enough to convince me. Now, I did appreciate the attempt. I think that fans of the movie, especially if you like the end of the movie, you'll probably grow to like this show over time. Um, but for me, that end of that movie, I just didn't buy it. Like, if you all of a sudden start rapping or doing spoken word, and I was in a dramatic moment, it's just hard for me to go there with you. It's very hard. Um, but I think it's best as a comedy. Um, the drama's forced. But if you're interested in what I said, um, you know, if you're a Hamilton head, that kind of thing, check it out. Who knows? I mean, you know, if you have a if you have a Stars account or you want to do a free trial, Stars has plenty to check oh. out anyway. Yeah. And I do have to say this about Jasmine Cephas Jones. She is the daughter of um oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Ron Cephas Jones. Ron Cephas Jones. And the thing about it is the apple does not fall fall far from the tree because she did pick up an Emmy last year for her work in a Quibi film um, or serial. And she is a very good actress, let me Mm. tell you. And to me, if you're interested to see more, why not check it out if you already have stars so you can see if it's for you. Hmm. Now, one more series premiere. And this is a big one. Is it? Loki. Uh-oh. Now, the ref has seen this. You know Loki. Ref, go ahead. Tell us about it. <sighs> we're not even... We're not no. even... Gonna... Everybody knows what this is. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. We all do know Loki. And um, just... We have to say this with all Marvel films. Listen, if you haven't seen Infinity War... Like, really, we're going to spoil that. Okay? Yeah. So... Infinity War, Endgame, all of that, just get over it. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, listen, (laughs) it is what it is. Now, here's the deal. It is 2012. Remember back in Endgame when they had jumped back into time to get the Tesseract? And, you know, they jump back to the moment in 2012 and they meaning, you know, um, Iron Man and uh, Captain America, uh, their future selves went back in time. And, you know, that scene in the first Avengers where they're all surround Loki and say, and he goes, I think I'm going to have that drink now. They jump in the elevator 
They go down the elevator and poor Hulk can't fit in the elevator. So he has to take the stairs. But when he gets to the end of the stairs, as they are escorting Loki out to be prosecuted, they accidentally allow the test direct to come into his hands by accident. So he takes a test rack. He's gone. That was the end of that movie. Now, this series picks up on that moment, literally going through those motions. Here's the deal. Loki goes back into some time. But it's not where you think he goes. Because he goes to a place that we in the Marvel Universe have never heard of. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. And this place is where the entire universe is hinged upon this specific place. I'll tell you in a second. Hmm. It controls time. It makes sure that everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing in the time that they're supposed to be doing it. Mm -hmm. So there is a whole entity managing that process. Now, Loki thought he was going to escape somewhere else, but he is an anomaly. And so they had to nip it in the bud quickly. Now, before we get to this place, we see earlier on in the episode that there is the there are these detectives, in quotes, who investigate anomalies. Mm-hmm. People who are busting into timelines in and out, yeah. wreaking havoc, changing things. It is their job to manage it, but they can't quite catch this mysterious anomaly. Back to Loki. He goes, what in the world is happening here? What is this place? Because this place, no magic, no strength, no superpower of anything is of use in this place. In fact, the entire world of Marvel that was built cinematically with the infinity stones those things have no use in this place what Mm. blows everybody's mind how could this not be as loki is being introduced to this place owen wilson who is the lead detective trying to find out who this anomaly (laughs) was which is perfectly cast i thought i was i rolled my eyes at first but then i thought this is great come on come on man Okay. Yeah, come on, get with it. Now, Loki <laughs> tries all of his tricks. You know, he's he's the god of mischief. It just doesn't work in this place for some reason. Mm. And Loki has to, in this first episode, come to terms with who he is and bum, 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 why he is. Because remember, in this place, quote, we find out that every person in the universe has a purpose. And if you're not fulfilling that purpose, you will be eliminated. Now, some people may go, well, hold on. If this place controls time and they jump on any anomaly jumping in and out of time, doesn't that rule out all of Doctor Strange? Doesn't that rule out the entire uh, end game where they're hopping all over time? And the answer is they were supposed to do that. Hmm. And so then there becomes the question. Now, mm-hmm. by the time you get to the end of Loki's first episode, You have to ask yourself, this place, which is called the Time Variance Authority, TVA, Mm -hmm. this place, what is its purpose? 
Why does it need Loki all of a sudden? What will happen to this alternative Loki? Because the Loki that we saw at the end of Endgame, or the beginning of it rather, or Infinity War, dies. Hmm. And he watches himself do that. So what use do they have of this new Loki? And who is this other anomaly? Who is this variant? By the time you get to the end of it, you find out who it is, and you will be surprised and shocked. Now, all of that to say, it does sound confusing. It was a little confusing. But what made this first episode interesting is that we had to do a little psychological digging around Loki, which if you're going to do that, you might as well do it with the God of Mischief and not some other boring character. And then secondly, if Loki is going to be put to use to get this other variant or this another other anomaly, how will they get Loki to conform and cooperate? Because that's what we watched the whole first episode, him not cooperating, as he never does. But we do find some resolve in the first episode. So all this to say, of the three Marvel TV iteration, TV series iterations, this is my favorite mm-hmm. first episode. Yeah. WandaVision, ugh, too far out there. We're talking about first episode. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. This was the most interesting. Why? Because they introduced a new element, a power higher than the Infinity Stones. In fact, you will crack up how they treat the Infinity Stones in the TVA. (laughs) It's hilarious. It's just like, whoa. Sounds very much like what DC has done already in TV. Probably. Mm. Probably. So it's introduced. Tomorrow, The mm -hmm. Flash, some of that. Mm. Yes. It's introducing a new element. And I can see from the first episode. If they've introduced this element, how that may affect something like a Doctor Strange, where the, I mean, that's his thing, is going in between the worlds and managing time. So we know that is going to be coming out sometime, I believe, next year Mm -hmm. or at the end of this year. So that'll be interesting. I'm excited about Loki. I was not (laughs) excited (laughs) at all. I just thought it was going to be hammy and all of that, but I will say it's good to see Tom Hiddleston back. He's been doing this character since when, you know, 20, yeah. since the first Thor. So he knows what he's doing. He's putting layer and nuance to it. Actually, the pilot was well written. Oh. I was a little bit surprised okay. by that because the other pilots were not, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and then to me, Owen Wilson is so good in this. I You forget, because here, I, I'll be honest, Owen Wilson is not one of my f- go-to actors. Like, he's a taste, right? Like, yes. you have to, you know. And he will West freshen is- things up. Just, just being there. All the language in his mouth felt like, <laughs> if they didn't write it for him, he's just that good of an actor. Mm. It felt like an Owen Wilson experience, and it was refreshing to put him with Loki, especially when you have the god of mischief getting checked yes so that owen wilson's character and what he did in that role was able to check someone who believed he's a god mm-hmm. like how dare you and then right. you see what happens it's, yeah, it's hilarious owen wilson's voice. it's just that voice yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so what i will say is this worth you dipping in to your savings to add disney my plus savings well i mean oh maybe you goodness, check my savings account I'm trying to get six months of expenses. Are you talking about dipping into that? 
that monthly rough. This is what I say. This is what I say. Loki, is it worth it just for Loki? Well, by this first episode, I'm not sure. It depends on how, you know, if you if you don't have that much of your checking, if you want to add another app to it. But what I will say is it's interesting enough that I am eager to see what's next. And I was not that way with WandaVision. And I certainly was not that way with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This to me, best pilot introducing a new concept. I can't even imagine what they're going to do with this new revelation that I can't imagine them not continuing in the feature world. Mm. So intriguing. It is intriguing. I enjoyed it. So we'll see. And it got great reviews. Mm-hmm. And I think rightfully so this time. Yeah. But you know, enough about Loki. I think we need to move on to some season premieres. Oh. And that is interesting because we have Love Victor who you have reviewed before. This is a TV series spinoff of Love, Simon. Mm -hmm. And this particular season has about 10 episodes. But you can go on Hulu and watch them all, which, you know, I feel like everybody has Hulu, then why? You know, (laughs) the question is, do you want to pay for Hulu and for Disney? Plus, isn't there some sort of package with that? Who knows? Yeah, and you get ESPN Plus as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, to me, you already got Hulu. This is something that um, is in its second season. You seem to have liked Love, Simon, which was a film. Mm -hmm. And you were not mad at the first season. The question is, is Love, Victor losing a little bit of its luster? Um, Is it really something that you're eager to watch on hulu or is it something that if you you know don't have anything else to do you can certainly watch the first couple episodes and there the ref goes again with her mind reading powers now let me just say this uh before we move forward let me tell y'all something disney why don't you have a bundle where you can have no commercials i don't understand it it makes no sense to me you can wait what is well before you go off Tell the listeners what's going on here. So when you bundle Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus, like I have Hulu without commercials, okay? I choose to pay for it. I do too. But the bundle does not. You have to have Hulu with ads. Excuse me. Anyway. It's out there now. Hopefully they'll hear you. Love, Victor. So the first season, you know, okay, so if you don't know the Love, Simon, Love, Victor... Uh, so Victor is a guy at the same high school that Simon was uh, w- attended in the movie. And what happens is it's a story about a teenager who comes out. So that's what it is. And discovering that process. But it's done in a romantic comedy kind of uh, milieu. So that's mm-hmm. the kind of feeling you get from it. So it's pleasant to watch. And both Simon and Victor are likable. So they might make mistakes, but they're likable. So for Victor in the first season, he's discovering this. And But is is this something he can shoulder? He gets a girlfriend in the first season. You're like, oh, my goodness. Why are you doing this to this? Why are you doing this to her? Well, I mean, she's a sweetheart. Why? Why, 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 why? And you know how it ends. Because there is a guy at school who is out. And Victor's looking at him like, wow, I can't believe that you're out. And wow, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Now... Simon and Victor are pen pals, in quotes. 
Oh, okay. I thought they mm-hmm. went to the same school. Got it. Okay. Right. So Simon is older. He's graduated from high school. Got it. Victor came in, found out about Simon, reached out to him, and Simon's a nice guy. So, you know, is trying to help him along. So in the first season, Simon's kind of helping him discover his path. And now in season two, Victor and the guy who's out at school are together. It's the summertime at the start of this new season. Is Victor going to be ready to come out? Oh, he hasn't come out yet. Okay. That's right. So at the beginning of season two, he starts with his family. How does that go down? Mm. Now, keep in mind, because this is a part of it, Simon is white. Victor is Latino. So you have a whole other thing going. Different culture. Different culture. Okay. So how is that received? I will tell you, because, you know, Victor has a younger brother, uh, really the youngest of the three kids, and a younger sister who goes to the high school with him and his two parents. And there's something going on in the family as well that we found out in season one that adds another complication. So that's one thing there. Also, uh, one of Victor's uh, friends, probably one of his uh, best friend, if not his best friend, who lives in the same building uh, with his mother, his friend is having trouble at home with his mother, but his friend is dating the best friend of Victor's ex-girlfriend. Yes. Twist it, twist it, twist it. Good gracious. That's thick. Now, his best friend doesn't have a lot of money. His girlfriend does. How is that negotiated? For his ex-girlfriend now, she went away to be a camp counselor. She's coming back. and Wait, there went is- away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. And the critic put it in quotes. I'm like, what is, what, what is that? Well, you know, she did literally become a camp counselor. Okay. Okay. And she is ignoring, <laughs> she's ignoring Victor, but for what happened to her. I mean, yeah. It's, this is it's one of the most agreeable people ever written. I'm looking at her like, are you, where are you in real life? Anyway. So, <laughs> so, you know, she has to come back and deal with certain things. And one thing is she passed up being with a certain person, someone who's on the basketball team with Victor to be with Victor. What happens now that Victor is no longer with her? How is she going to wow. reevaluate? So that's how it starts. This is what I have to say. Cause I went into the third episode and then I did stop. And this is what I'll say about it. The first season was about, discovery for the most part and that's interesting discovery the fear of coming out the aftermath of that not quite as good to me because it's not going somewhere specific as far as i could tell now they'll probably get around to it later but i value my time so it's not quite as clear as season one but i will say it's still pretty good it's a pretty good teen show and i would say this it would be a really good Freeform show. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now we do know that it is uh, Pride Month, so if you're looking for some content to to do that, I, I believe on at Hulu they kind of put. I mean, most yes. probably most apps, but they mm-hmm. certainly uh, make it accessible for you to if you're you know you're like oh I want to watch you know mm-hmm. something love uh, Simon and love Victor. Uh, it sounds like are not bad choices. That's uh, right. Yeah. To, to tackle. Now, speaking of not bad choices, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a little trip to Italy via Ooh, Netflix. Italia. Uh, Italia. Summertime. And the living is easy in Italy. 
and the ref has been watching this. It is now in its second season. Tell us all about it, ref. Well, so here's, it. it is season two. It just came out and I'm excited. Now, hmm. as you know, the critic and I, or maybe you don't know, we are studying Italian. And he actually got me on it because I was going to go in the, uh, I was going to go to Spanish, but then I was like, Ooh, I think Italian, you know, I think I'll try that. And I am loving it. And so I was looking for content and I stumbled across summertime, which is on Netflix, but you have to, you can just type in summertime because it's a hit now. Mm -hmm. But, um, if you're looking for, you know, if you have to really dig around for it, you just look under the Italian language, just go Italian language <laughs> and it'll pop up. Now, summertime, just to recap very, very quickly, it's about this little town, little beach town outside of Roma. Oh. And there we have some teenagers who it's among their last uh, year of school. And of course, as we know in a good teenage drama, love is very hard to attain. So we have our titular character, Summer, Summer, who is a wonderful example of what it must be like to be an introverted, intelligent, yet lovesick individual. Wow. She, she, and I, I was like, oh man, Critic, you need to watch this. Mm -hmm. I think you would enjoy her a little bit. Yeah. She has a little sister named Blue. Her mother, Isabella, is a singer, frustrated, of course, and her father is a musician. Hmm. Who travels about in In and out, mm -hmm. in and out. Now, Summer has dreams, but for now, when she's out of school, she wants to dip into the world of hospitality. She goes to a certain high school that preps her with all the languages. She learns English, French, all these little things, and she works for a hotel. But the question—I think I did review this, so yeah. I. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we can fast forward. She works for a hotel, and the person who she falls for, the mother, is the manager of that hotel. Mm -hmm. That person is named Ale. Ale is a motorcyclist by profession. He's very good, among the best in his entire country. And they fall in love. They have a love-hate relationship at first, but they have a great summer fall in love and by the time you get to end of season one a lot of questions are happening on the future of Summer and Ale um, and you know among her other friends pick up season two we have Summer kissing and hugging on her best friend Edo yeah I mean they the are a in. full on couple mm. season one he was in love with her but she did he did not return or she didn't return the, the love. And then season one, or season two, she returned. And her other best friend, Sophia, is a beautiful young soul who also, as we learned from last season, is in love with Summer. Oh. But she's also in love with her other person mm -hmm. who she had a, a little bit of a fling with. She's fallen in love. So she's torn between Summer and her new gal. Mm. Dario, who is Ale's best friend, is playing the field. I mean, he's like, he fell in love last season, got hurt real bad. And now he's like, I'm a delivery. I deliver food and I deliver a good time as well. 
Oh. So I'm just going to play the field. Love hurts too much. I ain't going to let that happen to me again. But the question really is, what happened between Ale and Summer? Mm-hmm. Because they are no longer t- together because Ale is in Bar- Barcelona. Mm. He's in Barcelona racing, moving forward with his career without Summer. And he is with somebody new, a new girl who is his teammate. Now, how does that work out? Mm. Fast forward through the um, the entire series, the question really becomes these sets of questions. One, can Summer and Ale get back together? And if they do, what is the result of that? One's outside of Roma, the other one's in Spain. Can they make it work even though the two of them have somebody else. Oh, you're going to find mm. out what happens in that sense. Oh, my goodness. And what about the others? Edo, her best friend, who she's in a relationship with. He had a fling last season. That fling comes back. How is that going to compl- complicate the relationship that he has with Summer and his last summer's fling? Can Edo and Summer make it happen? Or are they drifting and torn apart? Second question. As far as Sophia, who's in love with Summer, her best friend, can she finally come out to Summer Mm -hmm. to confess that she loves her? If she does, what's the repercussions of that? Mm. Will their friendship forever be damaged? Don't do it. And then last, don't do it or do it. I don't know. (laughs) The last is, what about Dario, who's playing the field? He meets somebody who's a bigger player than him. Is he going to fall in love? How is that going to work out? Boomerang. Does it work out? (laughs) I don't know. The big question of summertime is this. Love hurts. It bites sometimes. And when we grow up, we sometimes drift apart. The dreams that we once had as children in school have a whole new undertone to it when we have to be adults and move on to do things that are best for us. So summertime is really about that discovery. You remember that in-between phase that you had um, of being a high schooler and then going into the real world and how all your expectations are shattered for the most part? Mm -hmm. You find some things that should have been shattered and some things you wish you hadn't had shattered. That really is what summertime is about. It's about when you love someone, what are you going to do to keep that person? What are you going to do to get that person? And are you really good for that person? And by the time you get to the end of summertime, there is the biggest cliffhanger. Now, this is based on um, a novel with that have three books to it. So Mm. we've had season one. We've had season two. And the word on the street is Netflix is thinking about canceling it with the type of cliffhanger that they left us with. I mean, someone literally may die. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Hmm. Are we able to finish the story between Ale and Summer, who are destined to be together, but are toxic when they are? Mm-hmm. How does that work out? So that's summertime. If you don't mind, I mean, they have overdubs. Don't do the dubs. Don't Just do it. stay far away from that. If you don't mind reading, reading English uh, subtitles, I feel like this is something obviously that could be on Freeform. Mm. It could also be on the CW, but it's a little bit more mature than that. It's beautifully shot. I mean, the shots are beautiful. The writing is pretty decent. The question is, do you really want to be in some teenage drama 
for me, I didn't mind it too much, and I will continue on to season three if there is one. Oh. Now, let's say goodbye. Mm. It's so hard. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Say goodbye. It's hard because mm-hmm. we have <laughs> we've spent three seasons with FX's pose. And um, it's been rocky. So, you know, we've gone through, we've had a lot of people come and go in pose. Um, obviously, epidemics. And yeah. it is definitely one of those shows that made its mark. I don't think there is, I mean, obviously, HBO has their own, or uh, Showtime has their own, you know, legendary, like all kinds of, of things, you know, with that. But Never have we seen HBO for legendary HBO and, Max. HBO legendary. HBO mm-hmm. Max. Mm-hmm. So never have we seen on very I mean accessible TV. Yeah. Never have we seen the amount of trans actors playing trans. Like it's it's usually you know a straight actor, perhaps even a gay actor, but trans actors playing trans. Yeah. Uh, characters and i don't think we 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 have we it changed the face of tv and ryan murphy is to thank for that because he really pushed for this but you can only have so much of this because i mean folks were dying left and right um yeah, yeah. in pose and you know how do we really want to see that kind of drama i don't know but do we want to see the uh shows uh, you know pose is called pose for a reason <laughs> yeah um, so in this final season, you know, they are saying goodbye. That's really what's happening in more than one way, as you are alluding to. I mean, the AIDS crisis now we're coming toward the end. They're working up to uh, having drug cocktails. So we see the early trials of that. It's promising. But is it too late for certain people? Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. Now, at the core of Pose, are, it's, it's really two characters. Uh, one played by MJ Rodriguez Blanca, the other played by Billy Porter, Pray Tell. This season, we see Pray Tell's family. He goes back home. What is that like? Some interesting actors pop up who you've seen before. And it, really, it's a trio of women who are all in major sitcoms in the 90s. Interesting. Yes. And maybe 80s, late 80s. I don't know. So one of them plays his mother and two play his aunts. Okay. You have Anna Maria Horsford. Okay. From Amen. You have Jack A. Hurry. I was like, if they if Jack A. don't show up in this. She sure did. And she yes. showed up more than once. Okay. okay. And we have the first Aunt Viv. Okay. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Janet Hubert, right? I believe that's her name. Now, they each play characters that make sense for them. Okay? And this is a family that goes to church. That could be a problem Mm -hmm. for Pray Tell. Yes. And maybe that's why he hasn't been home in the Mm. South. Maybe that's why. Oh, and he's from the South, too? Woo! And he goes to church, and who's waiting for him? His past, I'll say. I won't tell you how that manifests itself. Now, so that was interesting to see. 
Um, it was interesting to see um, Electra played by Dominique Jackson. They did a lot with Electra. We saw her mother. I mentioned this before when we reviewed this season early on. That episode was really good. Um, also, Electra comes into some money. I won't tell you how, because Electra is a businesswoman. And I won't tell you what kind of business. Is it on the up and up or not? You'll have to watch to find out. But she ends up with a lot of money. Does she share this money? Now, really, she was the main mother of the show. She was the first one. She was the mother of Blanca. Then mother. Then Blanca became the mother. So we had that. And then for Blanca, Blanca's finding love. Is that going to work out? I can't tell you. Also, we have uh, we have my boy Poppy, an angel. They want to get married. Is that possible? I mean, this is the mid-90s. Yeah, it's a different time. But if you're trans, are there ways around it? Oh, interesting. I, you know. You know, like, I don't was that the case then? I'm not sure. Uh, well, Are we you'll see how the show answers that question. Okay. Was it plausible? Maybe. I'll put it that way. Maybe. What they came up with. All right, all right. And so on and so forth. We also have some battles with drugs in the show, along with, of course, the AIDS crisis. And in the end, the unfortunate question is who's left standing? Yeah, that's what we're all wondering, aren't we? Mm, do you lose somebody important? Yes. I feel like you have to because yes, you, know, you have to, and the way, the way they it did it was well done. Okay. However, this show needs to trust its characters. Note what I was talking about. I was talking about the characters. You put them in interesting and or fun situations. That is the show. You don't need to preach. See, uh, even though we have pre tell, you do not need to preach. You don't. The care it's just enough. And that's when the show is alive, when they just let them be them without having to tell us about the age crisis. Okay. We like, know it. Yeah. Yeah. Just show it. You don't have, we don't have to go through all of this. And really at the end, it was abrupt. It was like, oh, now I'm all of a sudden in a protest show. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Um, but overall, this show, I mean, we've never seen anything like it. Um, no, it, no, it changed. It, it changed. It certainly the, did, rightfully so. Was it always good? It was not. Was it bad sometimes? Absolutely. And I was watching Was it, it important? Going, That's the question. Yes, it was definitely important. And when it worked, it was a trip. I will tell you, like, I remember moments when it worked. And I was like, That's hilarious. Like, you know, when what happens if you have a client who dies? What do you do with the body? Boy, mm -hmm. babe. Well, Pose is the, the good thing about Pose is that if you have Hulu, you can go through that experience. I'm not sure. If, is this bingeable? I'm not sure. Well, I believe it's actually this is a strange one ref for FX. They, I think this has a deal with Netflix. Oh, so, so you have to yeah. go to your Netflix subscription. Mm -hmm. Watch it that way. Yep. Not sure. It doesn't sound like a show you want to binge. You might have to take it in mm -hmm. doses. Right. But um, we we are so grateful to. Um, Ryan Murphy for introducing us to a lot of things. Yes. You know, let alone really taking a chance on Pose because, you know, obviously it is not for everybody, especially if you get into some circles. Yeah. But you cannot deny its effect. You can't. You cannot deny it. We also have to talk about another show that you can't deny. <laughs> Five seasons, she was the queen. Um, and the question is uh, on USA 
she's certainly the queen of USA. Uh, did the queen of the South make it? Because we know what happens to every cartel mm. leader. It, you you cannot stay on top forever. No. And we have watched our dear, lo- beloved um, character go from, was she a mule? I, she was uh, yes. a mule all mm. the way to run, I mean, going head to head with some of her yeah. equals. Yeah. And then eventually um, we'll find out if she, uh, I, we already know you're not going to tell us, but we'll <laughs> find out um, all the sacrifices that she had to make to stay on top. Yeah. Was it worth it? Did mm. she make it? Mm. And uh, let's say goodbye to Queen Sal. Oh, well, we've even seen in the show, Ref, that you don't last. I mean, she supplanted other people. Yeah. And I mean, she didn't start in the show as a criminal. I mean, she was dating. No, you know, she was going to work, then became the mule and all, you know, all of that stuff. Oh, my goodness. So now in this final season, there's a big problem because the CIA is kind of coming for Teresa. We got like Russians that she's dealing with. We got her own people whom she can't control. We got other factions who want to team up with her, but are enemies with other people she has to work with. We got judges in New Orleans who want her head. I mean, we had all of this stuff and that's when Queen of the South actually is at its best, when it throws everything it can at you. Every single thing. People dying unexpectedly. (laughs) People who we think is an enemy, maybe they're not and vice versa. So the question for Teresa is, is her intellect, because she's very smart, that's why she's on the top. Is that enough to outsmart all All. of these people and find love in the process? Now that's a dangerous game. That's a dangerous game. mm. Now also, her right-hand man, Pote, my boy, Pote. Teresita. Okay, Pote. He's found love. With uh, their account. <laughs> oh, that's complicated. It's very complicated. If you watch the show, you know this accountant could have been dead. Yeah. And she was allowed back in. And they have a connection. I'm not giving it away. Where you go, oh, this is getting serious. But can they get out? Because I mentioned all these people. Somebody dies. Oh, are we going to be sad? We're going to be sad, are we? I can't tell you. I can't oh, even tell you. I can't rats. even tell you the circumstances surrounding. You death. see how, listeners, you see how the critic does a stingy, <laughs> stingy. Sorry, you got you got to watch it. You got to watch it. But I was looking at it, going, "Hmm, that's my hint to you." I was watching, it going, "Oh, hmm. so hmm. that's interesting." Hmm. All right, we'll take it. Now, I do this to my brother, so I'll do it to the listeners to ruin things. I'm sorry. When you watch a show. Always watch the credits and see Always. who 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 whose names pop up big and on their own. Whose names are really there first, or who gets an and? All right, all right. Watch it now. You, you dip in places. If you see a major person does something and you go, "Are they gone? Are they gone?" Because this is all about contracts. They ain't paying them to get rid of them. Unless they're a crazy show like Gamora. Gamora, you can't trust the thing. You can be top billed. <laughs> and they will shoot you on a boat. 
they will shoot you on a boat. And there your body goes, floating in the river yeah. or sea or whatever that was. <laughs> they will for, shoot you on a boat. They will do it. But for most shows, that's not true. So anyway, so I'm looking at it going, hmm. Now, is the show ridiculous? Yes. But that's, but that's what works. That's what we want. Okay, okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they have the actors who, they never like break character. Like it's so easy and so ridiculous. They don't, they balance the ridiculous with some weight. I mean, you have Alice Braga. You have been singing her praises for how many years now? She doesn't have to say anything. She's just on the screen. You know, they should put her and Tony Collette together somehow. And let's see the and camera. No like they won't <laughs> be able to move the camera. There's so much gravity weight from the two of them. They'll be like, wait, before they come on set, set the camera exa- at the exact angle because it's not moving. With the and two give of them. them no lines. No. Just not one word for the whole series. It'll be riveting. So anyway. And like I was saying, them expanding the scope from the previous season was very smart because it was getting kind of too narrow. They really opened that up. So that's what I appreciated. In the end, you may not see the end coming. It ended on a note with some of my favorite characters. And I went, that was closure. Now, I won't tell you what kind of closure it was, but that was closure. Thank you, Queen of the South. Well, thank you. You know, we have a soft spot here at Why Watch That for uh, crime, really good crime dramas. And it sounds like this is something that you would recommend to, you know, you have a Breaking Bad, you have a Gamora, mm. you have a Wire, you have, you know, all these crime dramas. Queen of the South seems... The Sopranos. The Sopranos. Oh my gosh, how can I forget about that? Queen of the South seems to be accessible. Mm-hmm. to a wider range just because it knows what it is. It's not trying exactly. to be anything other than what. So we say, you know, Arriba Darchi, <laughs> Queen of the South. You win some and you lose some. And in this case, we win. That's on USA if you want to try and figure out how to watch it from season one. Mm-hmm. Now, we're also saying goodbye to Younger. Oh. This was really on... TV land. That's how we first watched it. But in this last season, it is on Paramount Plus. It is gone forever. Darren Starr has put another niche in his belt Hmm. of another um, New York white woman. (laughs) You know, I mean, it is. He's really into that genre. Who I didn't know that was a genre. New York white woman, Darren Starr, just Google it. <laughs> we, we, you know, we're going to need some some stretching, Darren. Just saying. Uh-huh. We can say that now because we woke. We are woke. Um, it, we're going to say goodbye to Liza and her whole crew of people who we've been spending. I mean, we spent seven years with these people. Wow. And, and you know. She's 43. She's and starting at 40, 43. Right. <laughs> so, well, seven seasons, we'll say yes. that. It, it, it There's multiple years or multiple <laughs> seasons in within years. Yeah. As of last season, we found out that her and Charles finally got together. Mm-hmm. How does that turn out? We want to know. The, give us the scoop on that. Mm. We also want to know about um, Hillary Duff's character, who seems to be 
on top one season and then at the scraping bottom by the beginning of the season, starting back to where she left or ruled or, you know, was the boss. How does that turn out? And then we also want to know, Liza's been going between Charles and Josh. What is of Josh this season? He has a daughter, as we know of last season. He's not with his baby mama. Does he end up with her? What do we do? And then most importantly, our favorite, favorite character who spent the first six seasons fighting love, finally getting love. What do we know about them this season? Hmm. And uh, Good question. What do did, we know? What do we know? And then finally, does Younger send us off in a conclusive way? Ugh. Are we satisfied with the ending? Ugh. Or are we left wanting more? Or glad it's, you know, let's stop calling it Younger. Call it Grow Up Girl from New York. That's what it should be called. Grow Up. Oh, and Maggie. We can't forget about Maggie. 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 Yeah. Now, okay. So this will be on TV Land later this year, this season, to cap it off. The title is younger. I've said this before. Oive. Once Liza's secret is out, what is the raison d'être? Oh. I don't know. Je ne sais pas. (laughs) Je ne sais pas, mais oui. I don't know. So, uh, you know, I'm watching this. I watch this with my, with my brother because this is a palate cleanser. Younger you come to in the summer and you just go, oh, okay, I can go it's with It's 22 them. minutes. Are you kidding? And it's responsible. They they balance the characters well and the casting and all of that. Great. Watching it this, well, <laughs> season seven, it's just like, okay, we're treading water. We're just waiting to end. The, uh, Miriam's character, Diana, gone. But explain that. Like, gone. Like, not in a scene except for a phone call. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And and it showed how important she is to the show. You need that kind of character who is like, no to all of this nonsense. Get my coffee. Okay. Yeah. All of Who was the last to know? Last to know. You know, know, that kept the secret going and kept Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And she should be the last to know. Anyway, Liza, Charles, and and coming to Nico's character, Josh, this triangle, they try to play around that in the very end. Why? It, it didn't work. It did not work. No, it didn't. Liza and Charles just make sense. So why are we playing around with that anyway? They make sense. Does it make sense? Well, you'll see that. And, you know, of course, you know, Charles has this uh, latent talent. He's an author. What comes of that as well, which always to me felt weird. But you know, there it is. Such a conflict of interest. <laughs> Very strange. Now, um, for Hillary Duff's character, Kelsey. Kelsey has always been all over the place. Um, this season is no exception. You know, who is she dating? Who is she not dating? Is she in charge? Is she not in charge? Does she want to be with Empirical or not? Make up your mind. I don't even care. Um, it's like her ending, though. I, it felt mm-hmm. like a next phase for her. Yeah. I think they're lucky that they casted Hillary Duff. You're correct. Mm-hmm. You are correct. You can follow Hillary Duff. Because I didn't even think about it this way until I started talking about it. Because of Hillary Duff. I'm just like, okay, that's Hillary Duff. Hillary yeah. Duff can do that. Anyway. Um, for Debbie Mazar's character, Maggie. 
Janine Garofalo comes in. We have this strange storyline. <laughs> Listen, all I gotta say is, be careful who you allow uh, to dinner because you're gonna find out more than what you want to know. I'm just saying. <laughs> It was watch just, out what you do in alleys. I'll just say that. You got that right. Now, one thing I did like is that Maggie got canceled. That was yes. funny. And the way they handled that. that now, see, this show really works, Ref, when yeah. they are making fun of serious yes. things. Yes. They do that very well. And they didn't have enough of that in this season. Yep. We right. have uh, Josh. Why is Josh in this show is the question. I was so disappointed with the leftovers. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. They they gave him leftovers. He didn't. He wasn't even like. It wasn't even about parenting anymore. He was just a great dad. Yeah, a great guy. Right. Floating around in people's business, just being a busybody. I, I really didn't like what they did to him. Nico's just standing there listening to people button in. It makes no sense. And then all of a sudden, no. it's anyway. And and yeah. and plus him as him with the baby that didn't work. It never did. Anyway. Didn't work. Making him a father did not work. Not at all. No. Especially if you're going to end it the way yeah. it potentially or did not end. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. And then he becomes a landlord. Okay. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, y'all. It was just ridiculous. Um, For Lauren, played by Molly Bernard. Lauren, what they tried to do this season yep. was have her replace, replace Diana. Her. Nope. No. Nope. And they had something going ref with her and Diana. Yes. That yeah. had some that had something to it because Molly's hilarious. She yes. is hilarious and she pulled she all that the, off. She is the Samantha of mm. Sex in the City. She's the adventurous. Yeah. You know, she felt like New York cutting edge, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what she did. Yeah, she and Maggie. Yes. The two of them are very New York. But I mean, Debbie Mazar, she is New York. I mean, she, she is. is the she literal literally scene. is New York. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, we love Debbie. Uh, and Debbie makes so much stuff work that should not. It's just like, this is not good, Debbie. N- not you. Like the writing is not good, but you are somehow no. being yourself. Anyway. Listen, so, wait, I have mm-hmm. to say, because yeah. we're rem- reminiscing. Anytime last season, you have scenes about garlic and where you're going to put that garlic. <laughs> Especially if you're trying to achieve something. That was brilliant. We saw none of that this season. Yeah. We saw none of the cleverness. None of it. Anyway. And I don't know if it's a, a COVID thing or not. Because also, I, I'm going to ruin it again like I did with my brother. Just Calling do it. attention to stuff. If you look at the background with the extras, they're not there. They have that that whole distancing technology yes. thing. It was so. There was one scene they were in the bar with Maggie's uh, with her uh, exhibit because she got kicked out. She was canceled, yep. and two people came in. They were like ten feet tall looking at them. I was like, what? Is that? It was so distracting. So every time I would point it out to my brother, he was like, "You are ruining this for me." I was like, "I'm yes, sorry, look did. back there, look Shame back on there." You. <laughs> anyway, but all of that to say this, they lost the title. So they lost the show, unfortunately. Yeah. But if you haven't started younger, don't let that discourage you. The first six seasons are good. Now, it's not all the same good, but I. First five not... are excellent, excellent. Excellent TV. First five, excellent TV. I Six. don't regret it. I don't regret finishing it. I I was fine treading water with them. It was a waste of a season, but I did appreciate, as I said before, even now, how they don't take themselves too seriously. 
The thing about Younger is this. This is why you should watch it. If you love Sex in the City, hmm. there is no reason why you would not want to watch Younger because it's a continuation of that cutting edge, that that very um, uh, avant-garde slash, you know, way of thinking, you mm-hmm. know, the around the city especially if you're like oh i want to do something different around new york this is the show that explores thing i mean they talked they talked about psychedelics before it was psychedelics you know they talked about different you know sexuality that some stuff i hadn't even heard of before <laughs> like it's just you know parties places to go they did big huge nods to the publishing world that i thought was very very solid they made fun of themselves It just really is a great compliment to Sex in the City. If your world is Emily in Paris, if you love that, there really isn't a reason why you shouldn't be binging and going back and watching Younger. Mm-hmm. If, however, you're one of those people like me, just like, I need the landing to stick, you will for me. And I think listeners like me sort of have a bad taste mm-hmm. about the lads last season because they mm-hmm. took us places they didn't need to take us. And then the way it ends is such a abrupt yeah. 180 turn. I mean, we were going in this direction and we go in that direction and then yeah. seeing it was difficult. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed Younger. It's a great palate cleanser. Hats off to them. We will miss you. Now, let's not say goodbye. I don't want to say goodbye to these shows. And so we don't have to. Two more. The Equalizer said, ta-ta, for the first season and said, hello, to getting picked up for a season two. Queen Latifah is a hit. CBS has found its newest hit. I mean, there isn't a woman over 45 who does not watch Equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mom is like, oh, I gotta let you go, Equalizer. Like, okay. <laughs> it is um it starts off with you know obviously as an extension of the movie meaning the character that Denzel created that tone is finding its way in the TV series and you know yes here's well the thing. said yes here's the thing Queen Latifah knows TV she is no stranger mm-hmm. to a serial And she has to be, you know, the equalizer is a physical uh, character. And I know you're talking about some camera tricks and, you know, <laughs> the silent, the camera. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Uh, Tony Collette and uh, uh, Alice Braga were nowhere near that camera. It was all over the place moving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, we have that. Is it sustainable? Uh, what makes this a serial is, you know, obviously the common thread is all these adventures that Queen Latifah's character goes through. Is it enough to keep going and going? Because you know how CBS is. They like yeah. a good 20 seasons. Yes. <laughs> or t- to be honest, they love a good five season or they love forecasting mm-hmm. like that. Question is, are we wanting to continue the journey with Queen Latifah's character and the world that's been extended from the movie or was one enough? Do we mm-hmm. need to watch it? Another question. Do we need to watch it from beginning to end? Because mm-hmm. some, some episodics um, are, are uh, serial. Right. So that's one way, or some of it is uh, procedural. Mm-hmm. So where you can kind of dip in and out. Where does this fit in our world? Yeah. You probably can't 
dip in and out. You probably do need to go from episode to episode because there is a serial aspect to it, while it does have, of course, the procedural components. So before I go back to that, uh, Queen Latifah, of course, is the equalizer. Robin McCall, instead of Robert this time, a former CIA agent. Uh, nobody in her family knows. Of course, you have to protect them, but she does live with her aunt, played by Lorraine Toussaint. You love her. Are we you love kidding? her. Lorraine Toussaint. Oh, we gotta <laughs> give her a pause. Yeah. We anyway, do. now Lorraine Toussaint is Lorraine Toussaint really in ignorance when it comes to this? Is the question? You, you don't have Lorraine Toussaint to to mm-hmm. be ignorant. You asked me when this started, does she know? And yeah. I said, yes, that's before the show said it. Because she knows. How does she, she know? would know. Yeah. Exactly. How does that come to fruition in season one? I won't tell you that. And oh. Robin has a teenage daughter. Complicated. Now, the teenage daughter thinks that Robin has been, you know... Uh, a philanthropist almost has been going across the world, helping people, you know, and she's never can stay at home, that kind of thing. And of course, a teenage star, you know, doesn't like it. Mom, why aren't you here? You know, that oh, kind of stuff. I'm so tired blah, of blah, blah, blah. And of course, the teenage daughter can't mind her own business. I don't like it when shows do that. Mr. In Between. So we see in this first season how Robin becomes the equalizer. Um, Of course, people come to her to solve things that they can't go to the cops for. But there is one cop played by Tori Kittles, a detective. Uh He is looking for Robin because Robin helps him, but she's a vigilante. And the She breaks rules. That's right. The DA wants her stopped. Oh, really? Not stopped. Stopped. Now. Now, what's going on with Marcus played by Tori? Detective Marcus, because Robin does things that work. He's caught in the middle. He's telling her, I'm coming after you. Is he? Where's this going? Now, of course, Robin has her own little team, a married couple that she worked with before. Uh, You know, the the wife, watch out. She'll shoot you dead. Uh Uh-oh. The husband, watch out. He'll find anything that's on the internet and take care of you as well. Uh So they're all working together. And the question is, Who's going to find out about all this? Because Chris Noth is her CIA contact. They come in after she starts doing this and going, hey, you're not really out. Boy, CBS love them some Chris Noth. Well, (laughs) because the point is, you go, here's the script, Chris, go. You don't have to direct them. You don't have to do a thing. Speaking of which, that's the point of the cast. This cast, I like. That's why I watch this. The writing, no. Okay, so this is not great writing, but... I like Queen Latifah. I just like watching her. Everything is cool. It's she just says the line and just stands she, there. It's I mean she doesn't break a sweat ever. She doesn't. <laughs> the camera does. The cameraman does. <laughs> now <laughs> later on in the season, it was, she had she had a little more action. I'll say it oh, that okay, way. She, okay, get, she right. got a little Let's, more into it. <laughs> we we won't we won't dig into her too hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's just. Watching her, Lorraine Toussaint. I mean, just all of that. All of these people, Tori Kittles. I mean, Adam Goldberg is in it and so on oh. and so forth. Chris, no, I mean, all of them. I just enjoy watching them. So that's why I will continue to watch this. And if you are a procedural person, add this to your list. I mean, why not? That would be the reason. And we'll see you always with procedurals. You just stop when you stop. 
when it's running. And it's okay. Yeah. No harm. No, no foul. Yeah. Listen, let's end this with hacks. No, not end it in this portion. And then we have sleeping. Let's end this portion with hacks. Now, this I felt like flew by. I felt like we just reviewed this. This is on HBO Max, and it's one of our favorite actresses who's showing up everywhere on HBO Max on and HBO <laughs> to already be renewed for you know season two. I tried to get through that first episode, and you stuck with it. And I'm glad that you did. You were saying, "Hey, no, there's something here." And um, the question is, were you right? And then secondly, we know that the main character is going through a crisis. She really is going through a turning point in her career. And the only thing that's going to help her is something fresh. But what will that cost her? It's going to cost her her alone time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so what is going on with Hacks? Because it's called Hacks. Yes. It's not just the main character that's a hack. There's somebody else who's trying to redeem herself. Mm-hmm. And um, how does that all work out this first season? That's right. And really, the question is, who is the main character? Now, oh, okay. Gene Smart plays Deborah Vance. She's a comedian with a Las Vegas residency. We talked about this. The owner of the casino really wants her out. But the relationship is complicated. Uh-oh. That way. So at first he's like, you know, two of your nights we got to take away. She goes, oh, no, you won't. Now, (laughs) how does she have any leverage is the question. Now, because of this problem, like her jokes are stale, the whole thing is stale. Well, her agent sends a young comedic writer to help her out. Now, why? And this character is Ava played by Hannah Einbender. So Ava has just done something very bad in Hollywood and they've canceled her. They did. So she got to go to Vegas. She's not happy about it. She's staying at the casino. What's that like? She wants that free, you know, toothpaste. And the guy working there is like, uh, that's for guests, not Uh-oh. residents. Mm. And Ava really doesn't respect Deborah. Old news, stale, hack. Mm, interesting. But Ava girl... She paying you. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. So hack or not, if she's a hack, what are you? Okay. She didn't ever have to go from LA to Vegas to write jokes for somebody else. Okay. So who's the hack? There, there you go. Now, Ava the whole time is kind of fighting with Deborah. How does their relationship build? It's on again, off again. Does Ava, you know, does she actually grow to be someone Deborah kind of likes? Because Deborah doesn't really like anybody, including her daughter. You'll see what that turns into, the daughter. She has a whole staff. Some of them like to fight amongst each other. And really her COO, I believe he is, to start. He's looking at all of them like, look, I just need you to do this and I need you to do that. Uh, Ava, whatever you're talking about, that doesn't make money. Why is she going like to the opening of the Home Depot? Because they paid. All right. Thank you. I mean, what what are you bringing? I mean, in one episode, he says to Ava, okay, what's going on with your home in LA? What are you doing with it? Who, who, who are you renting it to? No one. He was like, okay, I'll take care of that for you. But I'm getting a cut. <laughs> and then he's like, look, uh, I knocked down one of the walls. You can't do that. And then he shows her a picture. He's like, oh, oh no. Oh, that actually works. So that's that kind of thing. 
And we see how he develops because in the end, he and Ava, they have a little clash because he's about the money. Ava's about the comedy. And Ava uh. wants Deborah to be honest about her life. Deborah has taken a lot of lumps because of a lie, a big lie involving her ex-husband who is now deceased. Yeah. So Ava's like, look, this is your new way forward in comedy. This is what people want from you. Is Deborah brave enough to do that? Is Deborah trusting enough of Ava to do that? And huh. is Ava stable enough to not get in the way? You may or may not find out by the end of this first season, they will have a second. Now, this is what I have to say. Stingy, isn't he? Oh, I'm sorry. You are. <laughs> so <laughs> I believe in Italian, that's Tirchio. Anyway, so. Okay. <laughs> Gene Smart is the show. She's smart. <laughs> it could be called Hack. And not, mm. but they can't because of the CBS show. But anyway. Yeah. So she's the show. Hannah is doing her work, but she ain't the show. And the character <sighs> Ava is not the show. It's not. I'm not interested in that character. I'm so sorry. And she has more screen time. See, that's the problem. She well, has more screen time. But arguably, Gene Smart was doing another project, so they may have right. had to make a compromise. That's true. Not my problem. That's their problem. True, true, true. Right? So that's your problem. Now, look. The Ava character just isn't that interesting. I didn't care. It's just, it's a, there was a richness they started to have ref with Jean's character with Deborah because she has a past. She's not 22 or whatever uh, Ava is. She has a past. She's lived through all of this stuff. When they start mining that, and then you could do drama with Jean and comedy because the comedic writing is not good. So when you can do all of that with Jean, she makes it work. I was interested. That's why I kept watching. I kept yeah. watching for her. It's not that funny. I don't care what anybody has to say. It is not Sorry. that funny. But it is easy to watch because despite all of what I said, their rhythms are right and it's a half hour show. Oh, and I think that may be a make a deal, not a breaker for a lot of people. So let's, let's just dip out of that world and mm -hmm. go to something that Ain't nobody seen except for critics. A why watch that sneak peek? Apple TV Plus has a new show. Now they're hitting this right now with us. Mm -hmm. um, physical. Let's get physical. Physical. I wanna get. Now the reason why I'm singing that is yes, that's the title of that song, but. Y'all don't know nothing about the 80s. Uh -oh. I remember the aerobic blast. I mean, everybody was doing jazzercise. Everybody, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, Olivia Newton-John. Everybody yeah. had their own. I mean, uh, Suzanne Summers. I mean, <laughs> the thigh master. Everybody was doing jazzercise, aerobics, just really into that world. Tights leg warmers yes flat tummies mm -hmm. i mean pilates Scrunchies. come on scrunchies loud colors neon biker shorts all of that well <laughs> apple tv plus made a show about it uh but it's coming from a different angle with a very familiar actress we mm -hmm. know her well she's been in a lot of things and so far you have watched 
potentially the first three episodes. We don't know if you finished that or not, but you potentially watch the first three episodes. This premieres on June 18th and comes to us from the mind of Annie Wiseman. Now, if you don't know who Annie Wiseman is, this is a person who helped produce Desperate Housewives. Ooh. Mm. Almost Family. Remember that? She developed that. Ooh. Interesting. Mm. She also uh, did some writing for The Path. Okay. The About a Boy series. TV series based on the movie. All right. So we're seeing that kind of mindset. Mm. Question is, now we already have, in my opinion, unlike Peacock, have enough content on Apple TV Plus to do a month if you want to. Yeah. Is this enticing you to do that? Mm. Or should we just hang back a little bit and uh, wait to binge all our favorite shows and then add this one again. It's going to depend on your personality. That's what I would say. All right. Now, like the ref said, it's the 80s. We are in California. Roseburn. Oh, my California. Mm -hmm. California love. So Roseburn plays Sheila Rubin. And Sheila has an inner monologue and outer dialogue. (laughs) The inner monologue, she's rough on herself and others. Very rough. Nasty. Uh-oh. Outwardly pleasant. Sounds like she's not happy. And not happy at all. Because, I mean, she was a woman of substance. I mean, she dropped out of a master's program to be a wife and mom. In the okay. 80s. Yeah. And her husband doesn't seem to have a clue. Now, what we find out as you go through the first three, because I've only gotten into the third episode. Okay. So she decides to help her husband win a local election after he proves to be a busted academia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, academia. Bust. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So that's what she does uh, in this around this certain topic. You'll see what that is. Now, a rival is played by Paul Sparks. Now, who is Paul Sparks? Well, if you watched House of Cards, he was the guy that was sidling up to my girl Robin Wright. Uh-oh, the sidler. The one who was writing the biography. Mm. That reporter. That's Paul. So when I saw him, because, you know, I see his name in the credits and I go, okay, where's Paul? And then they like kind of pass by him in like the first episode. I'm like, okay, this is turning into something. Uh-huh. And then the first epi- three episodes premiere, as the ref said. So you'll see in episode three how they finally meet. What's that like? So with all of that said, here's the thing. Sheila, Rose's character, is physical. Now, at the very start, we hear her. We kind of see her, but not all of Rose. And she seems to be a big thing in aerobics. But then you're shuttled back and she's going to ballet class. I mean, that's what she likes. It's about binging, mm, sorry, ballet. But then the ballet class shuts down, it goes away. What's she gonna replace it with? She's very obsessed with her appearance, not getting fat, all of that kind of stuff. She finds aerobics in a mall. And that's Jasmine's size <laughs> in a nutshell. In the mall. 
and she goes in and can't, she can't believe it. She just joins the class. She, I didn't see her pay. She just joins the <laughs> class. Now there's a couple running this business with the aerobics. You know, the woman runs, teaches, the man does something on the side. I won't tell you what, but that's something that's not kosher. And Sheila finds out about that, blackmails them. Yes. Oh, well, she's just not ugly on the inside. She's showing some ugly behavior on the outside. Now, why does she blackmail them? For what? And in the end, she says, I want to be an aerobics instructor. Uh, An aerobics star, it sounds like. But she doesn't like people and they don't like her. Also, we know this because we see an interaction with her and when she take drops her kids off at school, there's another mom there who, she doesn't take this woman seriously. Is that a mistake? Oh. You'll see. Now, this is what I have to say. It's well executed, I would say that, for what it does, for what it is. But it's off-putting. Huh. Especially the first episode, I was kind of like, eh, I'll just keep watching because of who is in this. But, mm. Yeah. Episode two, it did find its groove. So I would say if you're interested, get into episode two. This is for a particular viewer who wants to wade through a ton of snark and angst. It's mm-hmm. it's like this. It's like Glow from Netflix meets yeah. Fight Club with the voiceover. Oh, okay. But that actually not, sounds interesting. Right. So you might want to put another one in there. I don't know. But, but it's not as good as either. So uh, that's the thing. It's not as good yeah. as either. So, you know, if that's your kind of thing, especially more glow, you loved glow, maybe check this out. The question is, how are you going to gel with Sheila as a character? Well, you know, of course, Annie is coming to us from a how um, you know, housewife kind of, you know. Yeah. A little bit of snark there. Listen, it's on Apple TV Plus. You already have it. If you don't, not sure if this is enough for you to go ahead and, and, and do a month's worth, but we'll keep you posted, possibly, if the critic decides to keep on with this. So there you have it. That's a lot of TV. It's a lot of options. We said goodbye to a, couple, you know, a handful of shows that we've loved over the years. We've said hello to a show, a couple shows who have some potential. We've said ta-ta for the season. Question is... What is TV going to do next? Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.